0: are locked on sun devils your daily podcast on the arizona state sun devils part of the locked on podcast network your team every day thanks for making locked on sun devils your first listen every day we are free and available on all platforms this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. If you need any sort of car parts for your car or truck, make sure you don't go to your local store, but find the best deals on rockauto.com. You're listening to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. We are back with a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils. Today, we're going to be talking about the newest AP poll rankings uh, and where the Sun Devils fall. Then we're also going to be talking about offensive awards and uh, that the Sun Devils won from their game against UCLA, specifically... Uh, their quarterback and an offensive lineman. And then we're going to look at ASU's remaining schedule. So we're going to look at their main competition for the Pac-12 South uh, and who essentially could be a roadblock for this team. Welcome to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Again, this is a Tuesday edition of the podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Cedrios for me and then Richie Bradshaw, uh, Richie Brad's three six, as well as our Twitter page at LO underscore Sun Devils. Remember to subscribe to all of our podcasts and never miss an episode. You can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Odyssey, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Richie, how you doing today, my friend?
1: Very tired, but very happy.
0: I, I don't understand how the win against UCLA, how it can't just like affect the rest of your week. Like, almost, and I use the word almost a little loosely, Like no matter what happens, almost, you uh, can't ruin your week, right? That was a phenomenal win, which... I will at least admit I didn't necessarily see coming. Not that it wasn't an impossible game to win. I just didn't feel comfortable claiming that the Sun Devils were going to go in and beat UCLA and Pasadena.
1: At least not as convincingly as they did, right? So there definitely was the faith that Arizona State was talented enough. And we, we more or less questioned if they were disciplined enough or if they were ready enough to go on the road and take on a team that was contending for the entire division that they play in. And we knew that the talent was there. We were just ready to see if the rest of the team was there and the rest of the team showed up and then some. And and maybe part of that, UCLA didn't show up for the second half, but I don't know, man. It just, the way ASU played on Saturday night, beyond impressive.
0: Well, speaking of that win, uh, the AP poll rankings now have been updated based on last week's standings. So, ASU jumped from previously not being ranked, jumping into the top 25, and they are currently ranked at 22. Uh, The highest they have been ranked this season was 19, so they're still kind of floating right around that back end. They are definitely a team that's getting recognized, but uh, obviously had their shortcomings against BYU that put them in unranked territory. If I were to tell you the Sun Devils are ranked 22, how does that make you feel?
1: I mean, to me, I I feel like that's perfect. That's where they've been hovering at all year long, and... A 4-1 football team that is in first place of their division, I feel like 22 is a good spot. And obviously, if Arizona State continues winning, then they'll continue climbing up the rankings. But as of right now, you're in first place in your division, and you're the top-ranked team in your division. I think that's perfect. I'm I'm not upset about it at all.
0: Agreed. I would have been more upset if we didn't get ranked. I didn't necessarily care where, even if we came in at like, 25 that would totally been okay with me but now we're, we're looking at the top 25 and we still have just two ranked teams in the pac 12 uh, getting some representation so we talked about asu being ranked at 22 and then oregon i believe they are ranked number eight if i'm not mistaken
1: yeah i believe they were able to hang just inside
0: yeah number eight so in one sense i feel like I at least wish the Pac-12 had more representation. Right, you never want to be a weaker conference because people are, are going to look at it and say you're, to your schedule, like, look at who you're playing. Like, okay, you're you're ranked inside the top twenty-five in a way of who cares, right? So, I, at least I'm happy that we're there. But seeing teams like UCLA fall off, um, I believe Utah was ranked at the start of the season as well, correct? Yes, and then potentially USC as well. Yes. So it, it just, it, in one sense, it, it kind of stinks that some of the teams that you would have looked forward to um, in terms of being a really competitive game. Uh, And and this happens every year. It's not so much that I'm incredibly surprised, uh, especially considering some of the the situations that Utah and USC have had to come up against. Uh, But ASU now being uh, probably one of the the few teams that really have the ability to be ranked the rest of the season in the Pac-12.
1: Yeah. So it just, Right right now, it's the perfect storm of being the only team in your division ranked. Looks good for you, but at the same time, man, how how much better would you be feeling if you got that win against BYU? BYU, who, by the way, is number 10 in the nation. Perfect 5-0 and record for them. And you, you have to wonder if Arizona State is ranked number 10 if they end up beating BYU in that game. And just, oh man, just the direction that they could be going right now. If they were a 5-0 and team, first place in the Pac-12 South, and in the overall conference, you'd be ranked first. You'd be ahead of Oregon after Oregon took that loss. So it's just, unfortunately, the, the one huge win that you needed you don't have, which takes away a little bit of the credibility of your team. Not a lot, because you're still a 4-1 team with a win against a ranked UCLA on the road. But as as of right now, you do not play another ranked team for the remainder of your schedule, and that's not ideal.
0: You would have at least be in the conversation of number 10 right now. Uh, BYU was ranked 13th going into that game, and then they got bumped up to 10. Uh, so without a loss, you would have been 5-0 uh, after that win against UCLA, beating, uh, again, another ranked opponent. So you'd be right there and sitting very close to Oregon. I- I'm not disagreeing with Oregon being ranked at number 8. I think they're a very good team. But in terms of potential playoffs, if things stood the way that they are and you were 5-0 and and Oregon was 4-1, and you'd be legit the only team in the Pac-12 that had a shot at the playoffs. Not that you could necessarily do anything against maybe an Alabama or a Georgia. But again, just to be in that conversation, it's just, it's nice, nice to be there, right? So again, I think we can both agree that ASU being ranked number 22, it's right where they need to be. And don't look now, we have an upcoming game this Friday against Stanford also received some votes. they played some very tough games this year, and I don't think they're going to be a, a very easy out.
1: No, not at all. And, I mean, these are the same Stanford Cardinal that just took down the Oregon Ducks in a very impressive way, too. So Oregon walked into a trap game and walked out as losers, and now you got to think that Stanford is thinking about, can we do it again and go down to 10-P this time, do it on the road, and take down a ranked Arizona State
0: Sun Devils team. I, I was hollering last week about how UCLA was their toughest remaining game of the schedule. But now that that's come and gone, and a, a Stanford team who, just like you had talked about, took uh, took on the number three ranked Oregon Ducks and won. Well, now this is the hardest probably remaining game on their schedule. So it just you now have the tiebreaker over a UCLA, right? It's very imperative that you can get this win against Stanford. Even if it's a, a close win, right? You, you took care of UCLA pretty handedly. I'm okay with not having a game like that. You just, you cannot afford to lose. Um, you can't afford to lose this game and have UCLA gain some traction. Uh, UCLA has, gosh, I can't remember. Are they playing anybody this week? I think they're playing some team down in Tucson. So no, they're not playing. They're not playing this anyone this week. So they're they're going to get a, a free win there. So when they get a free win, in a sense, and you have to go play a great team in Stanford, if you were to lose that game and then UCLA were to win, it's not so much that they would... Uh, potentially be ranked, you'd probably both be unranked at that point. But again, you're just opening that door for UCLA, which you can't, can't afford to do. Well, for
1: what it's worth, I am ashamed of you for slandering the great university that is Oregon State, because when they do beat Arizona State later on in the year, it's going to be very depressing.
0: Death taxes and ASU losing games at Oregon State late in the year.
1: Corvallis is a deadly, deadly place for the Sun Devils.
0: I don't know why, but it is. And those are just our general thoughts on ASU being ranked this week so far in the AP poll rankings. Uh, 22 is a pretty good spot considering everything they've gone through so far this year. Uh, Looking forward, they got another tough game against what is an unranked opponent, but we think is a very quality opponent in Stanford. We'll see how that goes Friday night. Stick with us for our next segment. We've got a couple of Sun Devils winning some Pac-12 honors awards after their game against UCLA. You're listening to the Lockdowns On Sun Devils podcast.
1: All right, college football fans, have you guys heard about Price Picks yet? Because if not, let me tell you, Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you're going to love it too. Price Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even to interceptions thrown. All new users that use the promo code locked on will, pre- will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Here's how it works: pick two to five players and an over/under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. PricePix allows mixed sports entries as well, so you can take the over on LeBron combined with the under on Mahomes in the exact same entry. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. PricePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out PricePix.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON or go to your app store and download the app today. PricePix is
0: daily fantasy made easy. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Do you love cars but don't know a ton about them? Well, me too. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? Choosing the only brand their warehouse even happens to carry. You have computers with the access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto is a family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need: brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use easy to website today and find a solution to your auto parts needs. Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write "Locked On" in their "How did you hear about us?" box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Thanks for making Locked On Sun Devils your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, for our second segment, we're going to be looking at some awards given out to a couple Pac-12 players. In this case, it's going to be ASU. They won two different awards. One is is incredibly obvious. It's Jaden Daniels, right? Phenomenal, phenomenal play by Jaden Daniels in a game that was hashtag Pac-12 after dark. Um, Absolutely earned this win. We also have Ladarius Henderson, their right guard, won uh, Pac-12 offensive lineman of the week. Granted, I wasn't watching Henderson a ton throughout the game. Uh, but obviously, they didn't allow a sack as well. So it just speaks to the offensive line play as a whole. But let's go back to Jaden Daniels. Uh, we touched or talked a little bit about his stats yesterday, uh, just re- reviewing the UCLA game. Virgi, let's go back and just look at, at Jaden Daniels, one of the best games of his career.
1: Uh, Yeah, easily. It, first of all, he got the win. That's the most important aspect of having the best game of your career. But statistically, it was lights out. 13 of 19, 286 yards, two touchdowns, and then he carried the ball six times for 45 yards. So over 300 yards total offense, two touchdowns, didn't take any sacks and didn't turn the ball over. You can't ask for a much more complete game than that. Jaden was surgical throughout the field too. He was taking the underneath stuff,
0: and he was taking shots deep to Ricky Pierce Hall. We talked a little bit yesterday about how it's not so much that he just put up these – dominating stats and I mean he 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 did I mean he had like 331 I think total yards on the ground and through the air and two touchdowns that's a very good week but if you heard that he took home Pac-12 player of the week honors you probably would have assumed they won the game but at the same time you probably also would have assumed like maybe like 250 and like 100 on the ground uh, and maybe like 3 or 4 touchdowns it's not so much that it was a bad game he was just hyper efficient do you know how many uh, passes he had of 40 yards or more
1: Just, just in that game.
0: Just in that game.
1: I feel like there was a lot of them, but I also feel like you're going to surprise me. I'm not sure. I, I can't think of a safe answer.
0: The answer is four, four different passes of forty or more yards, which I mean, in real, like that is a lot. It really is. It is a lot. It's a lot. A lot. A lot. This is also the second time that Jaden Daniels has won the award. He first won it in November of 2019. Ideally, this isn't the last time either. The Sun Devils are going to need him. They pride themselves, uh, again, on their their power run game and their defense. But if you're going to go beat teams like UCLA, the upcoming game against Stanford, if you do go play in Oregon in the the Pac-12 South Championship and potentially even whoever your bowl game is against, you're going to need Jaden Daniels to do do exactly what he did. He doesn't turn the ball over very much. BYU is a bit of an outlier where he had, I think, at least two turnovers. Uh, I think he had two interceptions, if I remember correctly. That sounds right. But this team is only going to go as far as Jaden Daniels can carry them, and that's just not a metaphor for his rushing ability. But it's all on his his legs as well as his arm. We're going to need more games like this in the future from Jaden Daniels.
1: And I have a good feeling that the best is yet to come. It just it feels like Jaden has been playing super steady, super smart this year. He was really, really good against Colorado two weeks ago. He was downright dominant against UCLA this past weekend. And I think that Jaden is out for blood right now. I think that this offense is finding its footing with Trey and back in the fold. We seem to have a better understanding for how we're going to get the passing game going at all different levels of the field. Jaden is playing really smart football right now. Yeah, I, I think the best might be yet to come. And... Here's hoping, because if Jaden can continue this kind of level of play, then not only will the awards continue coming, not only will the wins continue coming, but moving up the power rankings and the potential to compete for the Pac-12 South, maybe even the Pac-12 title, heck, maybe even the team's first Rose Bowl appearance since
0: the 90s. Let's be somewhat realistic. Is he going to throw for close to 300 yards and two more touchdowns uh, again this week? Considering he has four passing touchdowns on the season, probably not likely. But right, all you're kind of asking to do for the most part, it's not just managing the offense, because that feels a little disrespectful. But he he needs to be able to move the ball effectively, which he's been doing most of the year. If this continues, if these trends continue, and they go beat Stanford next week, they are pushing for the Pac-12 South, they end up winning it, and they actually play a very tough game against Oregon. In this hypothetical scenario, let's even say they win. Does Jaden Daniels declare for the NFL draft?
1: See, that's such an interesting conversation that has so many different levels to it. That conversation
0: is like an onion. And onions need to be layered. No, they need to be peeled. They have layers. Didn't you ever watch Shrek? Painted? No, not painted either. I so get a timeout. You do get a timeout <laughs> for that answer.
1: No, but but in terms of NFL draft status, it's just it, there's so many different different aspects of that question that get involved with it. I think that's too difficult to answer right now because it depends so much on what the rest of the country's quarterbacks do.
0: If we had this conversation two weeks ago coming off that loss against BYU, we probably would have scoffed and said, absolutely not. And that just shows you how up and down this sport can be and changing the attitude of, of not even just the fans, but maybe some of the experts, people who follow the team very very frequently. Considering this, this quarterback class is not incredibly strong, I think Jaden Daniels would have to have a phenomenal finish to the season for me, for him to even consider it. I, I think since he's come to ASU, he's put on some weight, probably a good 20-ish pounds since he got here. I want to say he was like 170, maybe 175 soaking wet when he got here his freshman year. So he's put on a little weight. The arm is incredibly lively. And I think he touched on this a couple weeks ago during a podcast as well. That was his big calling card. Yes, he was a phenomenal dual threat. We, we knew he had that ability everyone raved about his arm and how good it was. And we're starting to see that a little bit. He he can make some of these quick passes, especially downfield. He showed some some great touch. And, and while uh, I, I think the deeper pass to Ricky Pearsall, at least the second one, Ricky Pearsall is wide open. But you still can't freak out when you see how wide open he is and then overthrow him by another five or 10 yards. Jaden Downs is showing his ability, or at least the, the progressive ability to apply touch to his passes too.
1: I was going to say, he's a touch passer. I think that's probably the the biggest tool in his in his toolbox of everything that he knows how to do well as a quarterback is touch passing comes very naturally to him. There, there, don't get me wrong, there's definitely times where he throws a ball and you're sitting there and you're like, are you kidding me? What was that? Couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. But more often than not, nine times out of ten, Daniels is putting that ball in a really good spot. So, I, yeah, there's just... There's a lot to like about Daniel's tool set as a pro quarterback moving forward,
0: and that wraps it up for just some of the awards that ASU took home after their statement win against UCLA. Come back for our next segment. We're going to be looking at ASU's schedule and then also looking at a couple of potential roadblocks and who could stop ASU from getting to the Pac-12 South title. You're listening to the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast.
1: Football season is back and better than ever, with all eyes on the gridiron. Time for another football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code locked on. from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game
0: starts hey everybody this is Connor Gios here to talk to you about something a little uncomfortable do you have issues sweating especially during maybe an interview or potentially that next big date that you're looking forward to? Well that's where sweatlock comes in It's helped me a ton and I know it's going to help you too sweatlock is doctor created and doctor recommended. It works up to seven days per use, and there's a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by firefighters, bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years, and over 13,000 reviews. It's currently number one on Amazon's anti-perspirant category and manufactured here in the USA. Here's the thing. where would you want to wear, your little secret to confidence. This is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag. Whether it's a big presentation or, again, that hot date, everyone can benefit from using SweatBlock. I know this will sound too good to be true, but I literally only have to use SweatBlock once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the entire time. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which one will hide sweat better. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out SweatBlock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code LOCKEDON or at Amazon and CBS. We're back for our third and final segment, talking about what major roadblocks could stop ASU from winning the Pac-12 South? I talked earlier in the podcast about how difficult a game it was going to be against UCLA. And I can't, I can't overstate how impressive that win really was. It's not so much that UCLA is just a bad team. The outcome was just very different than just about anybody expected. Short of you saying last week it was going to be ASU by 80... I can't find one sane person that said ASU was going to win and win extremely convincingly.
1: I did say 90 at one point. You
0: might have even also hit triple digits. but You I know what?
1: I think I skipped 90 and went straight to 100.
0: And that's why I said sane person. I prefaced it with that. So with that being said, looking at ASU's remaining schedule, there's some games that I, I think feel like a victory right now. Uh, again, injuries happen. The, the flow of teams changed a couple weeks ago at BYU. We had a very different tune to this team. And now against UCLA at UCLA, we're, we're feeling very good about ASU at the moment. Now we look for Stanford and they do come here to play us in Tempe, but Stanford's going to be a really tough out, man. If there's a, a couple games, like let's highlight maybe three games that could knock off ASU from winning the Pac-12 South. It starts next week with Stanford.
1: Stanford is absolutely a tough out. They are a very, very well coached football team. They have been since David Shaw came into that program. Man, a decade ago almost. Yeah, he came in right when, when uh, Jim Harbaugh left for the pros. I guess David Shaw's been there almost ten years now. That's crazy to think, but that's not here nor there. The the point is, they're they're a very well coached football team. They're very disciplined and they don't roll in their backs for anyone. So. ASU has to go into this game with the assumption that Stanford can take them down the same way that they just took down the Ducks. So that's not a gimme game by any means. I do believe that at the end of the day, we win this football game. And it's going to come out really fast. This is a short week. They play on Friday.
0: Yep, yep, uh, short week. Um, So Herm Edwards was talking a lot in the Monday Presser about how they just need to move on from UCLA. That's great. Let's take everything we did well and remember it. But we need to, to start focusing on Stanford right away because they, they have less time to prepare for that game. But here, here's the thing. We had talked about UCLA playing U of A this week. Assuming hell doesn't freeze over, they're going to win that game. If we lose to a, a good Stanford team, you're still going to have that tiebreaker over UCLA, which is why that game was so important. You're, you're almost back to like square one. And that's not necessarily fair. You're, you're back at like square one and a half with, with that. You just you don't want to put that impression out there with what would be I think seven games remaining in the schedule that now you're essentially tied with UCLA, having to fight all the way down to the end um, just to win the Packable South.
1: The next game that really stands out to me is going to Utah to play the Utes, and I know the Utes aren't ranked right now, and it seems like they have played themselves out of contention for the South. But I still don't feel comfortable taking on the Utes anywhere, let alone on the road.
0: They're still to me just a quality team. You, you can you can look at all the numbers you want and make all the predictions you want, but at the end of the day, like the game has to get played. And going and playing at Utah, you just don't know. We can sit here and say we think we're going to win that game, and that's all well and good. But after Stanford, Utah is probably one of the hardest remaining games on your schedule. And listen, we're going to talk about UCLA here kind of towards the end of the segment, and UCLA has to play uh, Utah and USC as well. So it's not so much that they get to skip out on those teams while we have to play them. Uh, but those games are important too. If Utah or the, the next team that we're going to talk about make a, a push towards the end uh, of the, the schedule, getting some of these tiebreaker wins, just like you did against UCLA, is going to be all the more important.
1: Yeah, that's crazy that you bring up U of A like that, but U of A is the other team that I'm actually really afraid of.
0: Okay, well, let's talk about USC. Oh, whoops. Yeah, sorry. I forgot. We're
1: talking about competent football teams.
0: Competent football teams. That's,
1: so- my, that's my mistake. Yes, the Trojans are the ultimate Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Which team are you getting? Are you going to get the team that can blow you up by 20 points? Or are you going to get the team that struggles to put up 20 points? That's what we're trying to figure out. There's a lot of talent on that USC Trojans team, but that team is in total flux right now. And I don't know which team we're going to be facing. Thankfully, we don't see them for another month. And in that time, hopefully USC will have its crap together and realize that they're not contending this year.
0: See, I disagree. I, I feel like I would rather play USC next week, right? You're, you're still worried about, or I guess we're not worried about it, but but Jackson Dart, coming off his injury, when's he going to be back? It still feels a little bit up in the air versus you're giving them a month for potentially Dart to get healthy. And granted, to, to maybe some fans, he's a bit of an unknown, right? He wasn't the quarterback coming into the season. It was Keaton Slovis. So if you have a playmaker at quarterback, it just adds to the difficulty of the game. I want to face the best team possible. I don't want to dodge USC just so everyone can say, well, ASU got USC when they were down or Utah when they're down. I don't want to have to have that conversation because I really don't care to have it. I want my team to play smash-mouth football and go earn these victories. But in a sense, again, you give USC a little bit of time to get healthier. That game, if you played them this week, I would feel much more confident in that win whether you were home or away.
1: Yeah, and that the only other game noteworthy on our schedule that would make me nervous obviously would be oregon state but focusing more on the pac 12 south it would definitely be utah and uc and usc that gives me the most trouble I'm, i'm not losing sleep over uh university of arizona meanwhile looking over at ucla their remaining schedule is anything but a cakewalk and as long as asu can keep pace with them and by that, I mean when ASU loses a game, they need UCLA to lose a game. If they can do that, they should be able to win this this uh, this division pretty easily. UCLA's got U of A this weekend, and then they go to Washington the following weekend. So that should be two wins to get them back on track. But then they get to play Oregon, Utah, and USC to end the season.
0: So to me, that's – obviously – Oregon is the the big call out there, right? Of all the games remaining on their schedule, that's going to be a really tough win for them. Now, if Oregon continues to backpedal a little bit and maybe they start to fall off, who knows? But if ASU is going to win, they have to go to beat Stanford because at that point, like, you are seriously in control of your own destiny. And and the reason we're highlighting UCLA is because we think that they're the biggest roadblock to ASU winning the Pac-12 South. Not that there's not good talent on these other teams, not that ASU can't lose some of these other games, but they're contending with UCLA right now. And with Oregon still on their schedule, that is a huge plus for the Sun Devils. Huge. You can't afford to go and play down to, like, any of the level of some of the easier games. You can't fall into those track games. Because the second you do and you give uh, UCLA a foothold, that's tough, man. So if you can beat Stanford, and assuming UCLA loses to Oregon, that creates a big enough gap that, I'm, I'm not that worried for the rest of the season. We're going to change topics about this maybe a little bit week over week, right? Every You still have eight other games in your schedule. We're not sitting here saying they're going to go 8-0. No, we expect them to make mistakes. These are college kids. Things happen, but we'll see. With UCLA's remaining schedule, if if they they still have like Arizona and Colorado on their schedule, as an example, assuming they win those games, there's still a couple of gimmies in there but if they have to go play Oregon and they lose and we can beat a Stanford, ASU should win the Pac-12 South. No offense or buts. And that wraps up our last segment for our Tuesday edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Cedrius You can find Richie Brads at Richie Brads with a Z 36. Follow our Locked on Sun Devils page on Twitter as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Never miss an episode. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Odyssey, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts as well. You are listening to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Thanks for making Locked on Sun Devils your first listen every day. For our Wednesday edition of the podcast, we're going to be touching on our first preview of ASU versus Stanford. Get all of your daily Pac-12 news in less than 30 minutes with the Pac-12 expert, Cindy Robinson. It's free and available on all platforms.